furry fluff pieces and here. This is a weekly furry podcast that finally tells it like it is. There's no holding back on this week's episode of Unleashed. And now here's your host, Lifty Husky. Greetings, folks, and welcome back to another exciting week of furry news and information with yours truly, the prescriber of the hard truth, Lifty Husky. And this week, I'm on vacation. This week, I'm here in beautiful Houston, Texas, to talk about the reemergence of conventions in the age of coronavirus. And what better way to start things off than to talk about the emergence of a new convention here called Stratosphere. And joining me to talk about Stratosphere is their own con chair, Nighthead. Welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Doing great, great. Great. Uh, so introduce uh, yourself for for our listener audience. Uh, so I, uh, I am Knight. I, uh, I've been in, born and raised in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this convention's <laughs> been talked about for quite a while. And it's actually really amazing and breathtaking to see that we finally have a convention in our town. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about the Houston furry con scene. Um, so we have, so we have uh, Dallas, which has Texas Furry Fiesta, and then we have ACFI down in San Antonio. And um, but in between, you have Houston, which is one of the largest cities in America, large furry con scene, or large furry scene, but no conventions. What happened to the, the convention scene here in Houston? And why was there such a, 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 just like a desert of convention representation until now? I think since, uh, since 2004, I think it's when I first started joining, mm-hmm. and when I joined the fandom. Yep. And I want to say it was, it was an, it was an effort, it was just, people someone needed to take charge and uh, make an effort and uh, a small group did so right after TFF maybe 2018 Mm -hmm. Um, and then to be honest I think I believe there was a group that actually did set up a convention but this was back in 2004 yep Uh, it was known as Texas furry con they were Houston locals that decided to set up a con just right outside of Austin Okay, wonderful. And um, so take us back to when uh, Stratosphere was in the planning stages. Of course, you announced that Stratosphere would be happening, or this convention announced that it would be happening in 2020. And, um, And when it was announced, you had already planned a lot of it out. So what was the reaction from the furry community in in response to a convention in Houston? Um, overall, locals were pretty excited to have a convention in their hometown. Yep. Uh, just to finally show off what Houston has to have, what Houston has to offer for the fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as other, as far as other uh, places, um, I, I'm gonna have to toss that one up to our social media team, and they play, they played it very well, and look, and did and did the announcements at the correct time for progression of 
Khan, so we, to be honest, we didn't receive as much blowback, but, and I do, and I do sympathize for, I believe it was Anthrocon that announced uh, in-person registration first, and they got some blowback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I understand what they were going through, and I, and we we were kind of, we we were fortunate enough to, to go a little bit more, uh, be announcing more right after that, and I think that not to not to sound negative, but mm-hmm. I think um, people did not notice us until a lot later. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, so. Regarding COVID, because of course uh, COVID is still very much relevant, yeah. even here in uh, in Houston, um, all conventions are carefully reopening with some protocols in place, and of course Stratosphere is no different. Now you would say that here the COVID protocols kind of serve a dual purpose. It isn't just about health and safety for the attendees; it's it's serving a purpose for the hotel as well. Right. So we. So we are trying to help the hotel also. They, we trying to help the hotel by having everyone masked and have attendees masked. I think our, our goal, of course, is to have zero, you know, we are, ask, we are gonna ask people in our, in our general chat, in our main Telegram chat to see if they can report to us and just kind of keep, so we can do some sort of announcement uh, and keep people updated as far as like what uh, as far as what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Also, we yep. do I do know some attendees are gonna go into Denver, and we are gonna make an announcement to ha- see if they could do a rapid you know help them out, see if they can do a rapid test for the COVID before mm-hmm. they step foot into Denver. Yeah, that, that's very good. I mean, I'm I'm glad that you're that you're actually being socially responsible. Right. Uh, you know the social responsibility does show up, and it, it's really great that conventions are showing that they are socially responsible. I think with everything it. here, yeah. I, I think for the conventions that are happening this month, it's going to be the hardest. Mm-hmm. And I do believe if we just help each other out, encourage you know just encourage just encourage our anyone attending, and if we know a couple of them that are going to move over to the next convention, yep, just kind of encourage you know. Keep the ma- keep the mask on. Do a rapid test before you go on to your next one, and you know help each other out. I think the yeah. conventions going on this month will can really help each other out yeah. and lift each other, so we can get back to some sort of normal and getting back to our conventions. Yes, absolutely. And I and I do think that the uh, rapid test is a very good idea if you're going from one convention to the other, right. especially within a week's time. Right. You could certainly like go home from this convention take a rapid test and then by the end of the week have that rapid test results ready and assuming that you're doing what is right you wouldn't be infected by the time you go to Denver correct yeah that's good that's good um, I do have to also commend you for what I'm seeing what I'm seeing is so far for a first year convention I'm telling everybody what you're doing is right everything that I'm seeing is like everything is being done properly I think everything is done correctly I think it's one of the most impressive things is that when I signed up for registration here, you had a waiver for a coronavirus. Right. Basically acknowledging that yes, coronavirus is still around and you still pose a risk by coming, but here's a waiver to so that you're aware of that risk instead of blaming it on us. And I'm actually shocked that 
how few conventions are starting up without that. I just want to just say that that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think for that uh, I think that's going to be on our board team. Mm -hmm. uh, they provided that and I would also like to I guess most of these most of these uh, suggestions for coronavirus have gone in place because of Wonder Queen, myself, I work in a COVID lab at the moment and mm -hmm. our and Suka would be our nurse and we've been suggesting and the con has been very uh, has been able to accommodate some of those suggestions that we have. Yeah, very good. And uh, finally, uh, let's talk about the future of conventions because in 2020, of course, we didn't have physical conventions, but that also opened up the door for innovations like uh, conventions via VR chat, uh, virtual conventions via Zoom and video chat. What do you think is the future of conventions post-corona? Uh, post-corona, I think, I think I'm not I'm not sure about the uh, about the virtual. I, I for me, mm -hmm. I did do one of the VR chat virtual conventions, mm -hmm. and it, it, this is speaking for myself. It just didn't feel. I didn't get the same excitement or rush of just kind of like at least you know waving at least hi or at least like high fiving someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's understandable. But I do understand there has there uh, there I feel even for me I do plan to at least integrate some sort of component to our convention as far as have some sort of either we do a VR either a VR chat set or a live stream for Twitch mm -hmm. just so we can just so we can uh, have more people interested in our con you know at least watch the con from home if they couldn't make it or something happened at the last minute that they just had to cancel yep. I would at least still try to at least live stream portions of the con so they can see yes um, it's just it, it's just gonna take a little bit more planning on our end mm -hmm. just to bring that to anyone that's interested in at least you know seeing our con or at least attending the con yes wonderful well, uh, thank you very much for joining us um, for this segment of our episode. Uh, stay tuned. We have more episode uh, here from Stratosphere. This is Unleashed with Lifty Husk. Unleashed. Have you ever wanted to grow your audience in new and exciting ways but found advertising difficult or expensive? Hi, Lifty here, and you can grow your audience today on this podcast reaching thousands of listeners weekly on Anchor and Spotify. To get started, just email us at liftyunleashed at gmail.com and you too can grow your audience with us. Looking for the best events in the D.C. metro area? Look no further than Metro Furs Events. Listings for the hottest furry events that are happening now in the DMV. Looking to host an event? Get the word out there with Metro Furs events. Join us today on Telegram at t.me slash Metro Furs. Metro Furs events. Unleashed. Welcome back to Unleashed. So in the last segment, we had the chair of Stratosphere night, uh, talking about Stratosphere and also part of the Houston furry scene. So we're going to be moving into a local direction here. 
And when you go to a convention, most people like to go with friends or like to go to conventions where they can actually meet a lot of friends. And oftentimes, the going to a convention by yourself is often a daunting task for a lot of people. It, it, it kind of weirds them out. So here we have a local, uh, a local furry from the Houston area, Asflip. Um, go ahead and say hello and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Asflip, and this is my, gosh, I don't know how many con I've attended yeah. over the years. But. Yeah. So um, how long have you been involved in the uh, Houston furry scene? Oh, just three years now. I three moved years? from uh, North Florida. Okay, yeah. And I do recognize you. You you made Clef's you made Clef's suit, and I think that's how it got it got from one one owner to the other because it was just among Florida furs that that started owning the the, the suit, and then it moved to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have no connection to Florida at all. <laughs> uh, but anyway, wonderful suit. So you're a, a suit maker, and you you also do art. Yes. Yeah. Uh, started way back in. Gosh, when I joined the fandom, it was like 2015, mm -hmm. or sorry, 2012, actually, yeah. first con, and uh, got into the art, and then uh, first con, saw the fursuits for the first time, mm -hmm. and was like, gotta do it, like, gotta be a fursuiter, and I looked at the commission prices, and was like, ooh, can't afford that, and yeah. uh, was like, well, let's go into making, see how they work out, and yeah. made my first suit by the next con that same year and just kept going mm -hmm. awesome so um what is what are your thoughts on stratosphere as now the the new local houston convention that uh, has propped up i think it's a great addition to the area i'm really looking forward to the con expanding and growing over the years it'd be great to have a houston con i mean we're the largest city in texas I yeah mean, feel like it'd be great. We have a community here already, so having a local con would be wonderful. So I look forward to uh, seeing it grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I was I was hyped about this convention uh, since uh, it was announced in last year uh, when they made their first announcement. And um, do you think that it fits the expectations of the local furry scene when it comes to a convention, or does it exceed it? Does it does it is it underwhelming compared to uh, what, what people are expecting? What do you think people here are expecting out of a convention? Well, I think for a convention here, I think people would probably expect a larger convention. Mm -hmm. But given the times and everything, I think they've pulled out uh, a great feat here, having a con won the first this year, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I think they're doing a really good job oh, their yeah, first yeah. year. Um, definitely exceeded my expectations as far as a first-year con. I came in not expecting too much, especially given the current situation, so it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, I, I do have to give uh, props to Stratosphere. They did, they did put a hell of a show, uh, despite the circumstances and being ha having to scale it back. I think that what they put here right now is really, really uh, a great show and um, I think it has a lot of potential. Now, you, you think that because of the size of the Houston furry scene, it can definitely grow. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the just I mean, we're in Texas. It's huge state. There's mm-hmm. uh, already uh, two other cons that regularly happen uh, in Dallas and San Antonio. So uh, we definitely have the the local population mm-hmm. to support our own convention. So yeah. the fact that we have one now is, I mean, a great. Lots to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. And um, going back to what I was saying earlier in this uh, in this podcast, it is daunting to go to a convention, especially a new convention, by mm-hmm. yourself. Oh, absolutely. But here, see, I did that. I came here by myself. I, I spent quite a lot of time with my friend Texio. He's a great friend of mine who lives in the Houston area. And um, it, it just, from there, it just, I, I just started making friends. And, and everybody started being friendly. Everybody was nice. Everybody wanted to be involved with me, even though they didn't know me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's a Texas thing? Or is it, a, is it a Texas thing? Is it a furry thing? Is it universal? Is it not universal? What do you think? I definitely think it's a furry thing because my first con way back, FWA 2012, we went, uh, two friends, never been to a con ever. Mm-hmm. And like by just hanging around the con and occasionally meeting new people, uh, we got introduced to new friends and then their friends and so on and so forth. And from there, like my my entire friend network is built off just those early interactions at mm-hmm. the first con and yeah. people uh, being very uh, social mm-hmm. and kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I just love the, the love that I'm getting from everyone that's coming to Stratosphere. It, it definitely feels like I'm being part of a, a larger family, even though I don't live here and I don't go to the meets. And this is probably going to be the only convention I'm going to be attending in Texas for the next year until Texas Furry Fiesta happens. But still, it's great to actually meet people and people want to know you. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's amazing. It's it, the, it's part of the allure of having a very tight knit convention like this. Everybody feels like family, and everybody wants to get to know each other. Um, it, it's not really the same when it comes to like large conventions like MFF, mm-hmm. where you have ten thousand furries, and many furries want to go because they want to see their friends. But here, everybody wants to know everybody. Um, so do you believe that larger conventions are better or smaller conventions are better? I don't think there's none better. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, smaller conventions have the ability to, to bring people closer and the fact that, well, one, there's just not that many people at the con, so you run into each other and you get that chance to interact. Yeah. Uh, but also to the same effect, larger cons, you have more people that you can interact with. Yeah. You may not, obviously you can't interact with all of them the same way you would at a smaller convention, yeah. but yeah. they both have their pros and cons as far as like meeting and interacting with new people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really great. Um, and I, I really hope that for this convention that it definitely Next year, I hope the circumstances do change mm-hmm. and also create the environment that this convention needs to grow. Um, hopefully that by that time we won't have to have a, uh, a, a truncated convention. We can have more people. We can have a fursuit parade again. We can have a dance competition if possible. And we can 
kind of get back to uh, to normal how it was before the pandemic struck. But this actually feels like we're going back to a time when Furcons first started. What do you what do you feel? How, how do you feel about that? I mean, this it's been very good. Like you wouldn't know, like outside of just like some basic mask wearing that mm -hmm. that cons had changed much mm -hmm. since the past year. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's a great. Uh, it's just good to have these times. Yeah. 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 I I just I really like that feeling because it, it definitely feels like it, it's it's a convention that's heading in the right direction. I think. Mm -hmm. And it definitely wants. It, it's uh, something that brings me back. It's something that definitely convinces me to come back. Mm -hmm. Just to get that feeling of nostalgia again. It's like, oh yeah, you enjoyed the 2021 con. Come back for 2022. Mm -hmm. We'll have it all over again and bigger, better, and have more events and, and other things. And it's great. It's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> how do you feel about post-con depression? Well, I, it's a real thing, mm -hmm. uh, believe it or not. Uh, when you go to a con and you have just such a great time and meet like such amazing people like it's hard to think like going back to your regular world and life and everything after that so you definitely have that that want to be back with your friends and everything and it can get uh, pretty depressing but yeah. I think the best way to defeat uh, post-con depression is to just have the best time that you yeah. can and also just keep up with the people that you meet at the con because yep. like even afterwards you just like message them back and forth oh, yeah. it's like the con never ended so yeah uh, I would recommend that yeah yeah that's the thing is uh, like I said I came I came to Houston by myself with uh, here to meet one friend and now I'm leaving have yeah. having to keep up with a whole multitude of friends that I just made from this convention and it's really great mm -hmm. yeah so thank you again for joining me for this podcast uh, stay tuned for part three of this episode on Unleashed Unleashed hello again Lifty here and right now you're probably listening to my new podcast on Anchor and thought well gee it looks like Lifty hit the big time He's got his own professional podcast and everything. Wish I could get started like that on my own. Well, now you can get started on your own podcast today, thanks to Anchor. Anchor gives you all the tools you need to get started recording your own podcast, make edits, bring guests, record voice messages, and even publish and distribute and monetize your podcast where your listeners are, such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Anchor is trusted by some of the most popular podcasts on today, and it can help you reach your audience faster than ever before. So stop dreaming and start podcasting today. Go to anchor.fm now to get started. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Unleash. Welcome back to Unleashed. So in this final segment, I want to talk about the ability of conventions and the purpose of conventions to bring people together from near and far. 
And even though Stratosphere is a small convention, it definitely drew people from other states like me to it. And to hammer that point across, I have with me Chester Guru, who is from Ohio, I think? Yes, yes. 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 Uh, so tell us a little about yourself. Oh, I'm a Jeru. I am from outer space. Uh, my, oh. Long story short, my planet was destroyed by uh, alien space dragons. Yep. We are enslaved. However, I escaped to Earth. And mm -hmm. so that's what brought me here. Okay. I uh, uh, went to music school in Ohio mm -hmm. and uh, now living in Nashville. Uh, and I decided to come down to this convention because uh, it worked out with uh, my schedule being free. Mm -hmm. And also just uh, hearing a bit of hype about it. Uh, really excited to be here. Oh, great, great. So uh, just overall impressions. I know this is the last day of Stratosphere. So overall impressions. What are your impressions of this event? Um, from Since I have no context of what a larger con would be, mm -hmm. um, I have to take what uh, other people are saying where this is a little bit more of a chill convention because uh, I, I haven't numbered the attendees, but uh, um, there's maybe one or two simultaneous panels going on, so there's options, mm -hmm. um, but people like to do their own thing and get in groups. Um, yeah. I've, uh, I've only had a positive experience um, meeting all kinds of new friends. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And that is something that I was telling uh, Asflip earlier in the podcast that I enjoyed I enjoyed actually getting people together and pe having people come to me and wanting to know me and wanting to hang out with me. And they never met me before. Like I, I'm not a local to this area, but they have, but they want to know me and they want to get to know me and, and they want to hang out with me. Same thing with you. They want to hang out with you. They want to know you and they, they just want to be one big happy family here. Yeah, I think uh, um, this convention and uh, likely uh, furry conventions in general just allow people the space and safety to be outgoing and make new friends because mm -hmm. it's this special chance that you don't want to miss an opportunity in making new connections yeah. whereas in in normal life it's it's hard to do especially for someone like myself who used to be uh, much more socially awkward and not understanding uh, social norms or reading the room or reading people mm -hmm. um, this is, I think a lot more people are able to just truly be themselves and not have a mirror on themselves being self-conscious. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is one great thing about furry conventions is that a lot of furries, they don't get the opportunity to be a furry in public. And when they come to a convention, they're able to be their furry self. They're able to sit back, relax, be a furry, be a wolf, be a fox. And sometimes that's a, a bit of catharsis for a lot of people yeah absolutely yeah um, so do you do you plan to attend other conventions later on like not just here in Texas but also elsewhere maybe closer to you what kind of uh, conventions are you looking at in the future um, I'm not looking at anything particular in the future this is my first one mm -hmm. um, I suppose it it's it's going to be a balance of convenience and also if I know friends like for instance Lifty if you are going to a convention I was like oh I'm only a two-hour drive or this is then I would, then that would be a further incentive to go yeah. um, I really really enjoy the atmosphere and everyone having fun and the 
the awesome fantasy of everything yeah. and fantasy being accepted oh, yeah, you know yeah. I, I in my real life I'm in an environment where like I don't know not really but fantasy is just sort of you know downtrodden upon is like oh you know do your nine to five and come home and uh, but here I can just be so imaginative and everyone else's as well yeah so I'm definitely going to more awesome and then, and not only that, but here you actually was able to show off some of your talent regarding music, your musical abilities. Oh, well, um, so I sing yep. for my job. Mm -hmm. um, that's also uh, such a privilege to um, do that as part of my job and I can be a character. Um, yeah. But they're, they're human characters, mm -hmm. so it's not quite the same until someone writes a furry opera. So. <laughs> Hopefully somebody might be somebody actually might be writing that. Don't don't kid yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll 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 do a roll. No problem. Oh. But yeah, I, I got a chance to um, uh, sing uh, after another uh, musical artist, Kopi, who did uh, a great set. He's a singer songwriter. Yep. Um, uh, that came about because I was inquiring about karaoke, and then it was just like, oh yeah, do you want to be put on the schedule to sing? And I was like, uh, sure, why not? So I got to share some of my music. I, I had a feeling that um, uh, a lot of furry music um, is is great, and um, uh, you know, with the modern electronic yeah. uh, genres, there's also you know singer songwriters like Kopi. Um, I love the uh, what the the rock that uh, uh, what is it Peppers and Foxes that uh, band Foxamore, yeah, Foxamore, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I figured that opera um, could be represented. Um, as something that furries could listen to as well. Mm -hmm. So I just picked a couple of, uh, of my favorite uh, arias, one from a Mozart opera, one from a Bizet French opera, and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And then I did some musical theater pieces as well. So people really liked it, and I was really happy to share. Yeah, and it really sounded amazing. Really, really amazing. Oh, thanks, Lifty. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for uh, actually singing for us. But anyway, uh, we're running against the clock, but thank you so much for joining us for this exciting episode of uh, Unleashed at Stratosphere. Um, I'd like to thank again our other uh, special guests, Knighted and Asflip, for joining me on this podcast. And I also would like to thank the uh, Hyatt, Hyatt uh, Regency North Metro or North Intercontinental. East. Yeah, Intercontinental. There we go. Sorry, I was just getting my. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'd like to thank the Hyatt Regency Houston Intercontinental Airport. It's a great place for a convention. Oh, absolutely. And also a big, big thanks to this Houston furry community. It has shown, they have shown the love. And it's definitely a lot of love that I'm going to take with me back to Maryland. And I will miss everybody here. I will, I will have so much post-con depression. Oh, this event. I, I get to experience my first post-con depression tomorrow. I'm uh, not looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But yes, I would like to thank everybody for putting up a great, great show here in Houston. Stratosphere was amazing. Um, don't let the size fool you. It was still a really rocking event, and I would, and I'm wouldn't miss the next one for the world oh yeah yeah well thank you again for having me yeah thank you for joining us and thank you listeners for joining us if you'd like to listen to more feel free to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform we're adding more as time moves on and also like comment and subscribe
and follow, sorry, follow on Twitter, twitter.com slash liftyunleashed. And with that, we give a close to Stratosphere and also to this show. Thank you again for joining us. See you next week. Have a great night. I'm still standing better than I ever <laughs> did. Looking like a true survivor. Feeling like a little kid. Oh, that's awesome. I'm still standing after all this time. Picking up the pieces of my life without you on my mind. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chester. You have a great night, Houston. Sure to follow us online on Twitter, twitter.com slash liftyunleashed. Subscribe to this podcast and tune in next week for another exciting episode of Unleashed.